All right, guys, big episode this week. We talk the red hot Minnesota Timberwolves, the free falling Minnesota Wild, lots of NFL news and some Premier League talk. Here we go. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Doing well, man. I'm doing very well. How are you, my friend? I am great because our uh, first podcast this week, our screencast, was so good. Dude, we had some, I mean, we got a hot rack of a movie and a hot rack of a show. I mean, you put that together, that's Could pretty it fun. Could it get better? I have had some people tell me on the sportscast that they've been listening to a lot of sportscasts lately and they want more hockey content. So we're going to talk some hockey for them. Okay, today. let's do it on all levels, right? Yeah, all levels. So let's go. Um, first up, uh, before we dive into this episode, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Thank you. Appreciate you. Love you. We do. We love, love you. you all. Guys, we're drinking. Uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? I'm drinking uh, Portage's Pine Line, the double dry hop West Coast IPA. Yeah. God damn it. That's really, good. Is it a nice beer? It's a good beer. Yeah, it's a good beer. All right. All uh, right. I'm just drinking another like mixed 12 pack situation. Nothing crazy, but it's a Surly Brewing Permanent Echo double IPA. It's like a West Coast, which I'm into more often now uh, than the big hazy beer right now. So, yeah, this one is. Good. It's what you expect. Big corporate sellout, you. Yeah. Um, Union busting. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> Dude, Eric, I am also at Portage this week. Mm. I'm drinking Fields Between Us. It's an organic table beer. It's weird. It's, it's I don't know, some strange thing. And then the, it's wine barrel fermented and keg conditioned. Who knows? Um, it's really light. It's really good. It's only like 4% ABV. So nice, nice, easy drinking, as it says, table I- beer. I'm a sucker for a table beer. I've had exactly one of them from Fair State, and it was nice. I don't know what it was. It was just good. More table beers. We need more table beers. All right. So it's time to get started uh, this week, and there's no better place for us to start than with one of my favorite events, the Minnesota State High School Hockey Tournament. It's here. Summer Olympics. It's starting this week. <laughs> what was that? It's, it's happening. I said Summer it's Olympics. Olympics. It is here and it is happening. Spoken like a non-Minnesotan, Ryan. I think if you would have been born and raised in Minnesota, you would you would appreciate the wonder that is the All Hair Team, uh, which is the high mom as every kid skates in the most pressure situation of their entire life and has to skate to the blue line when they introduce every single player on the team and they've done some stupid hairstyle or they've tried to grow a mustache and then they skate and then they do that hockey stop that only hockey players know how to do. And then they have to say, hey, mom, mom, how's it going? Love you, mom. Whatever. You know, they all have to do that in the most pressure moment of their whole life. Because you go down there, you'll never hear the end of that. That's that's on Deadspin. That's on Barstool. That's on TikTok. That's on everything for the rest of your life. So the most pressure skate of all time. Uh, And this year's tournament for 2A has uh, the top team, Hill Murray, which is a private school that no one will be cheering for. And uh, another private school, Creighton Durham Hall, that no one will be cheering for. So that leaves us with a field of of uh, my alma mater, Andover, uh, Edina, the most famous team in the history of the state, definitely. My alma mater. 
Yeah, your 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 new team, uh, Lakeville South, uh, Maple Grove. Uh, those teams have been great the last few years. Prior Lake making their first appearance ever, and um, Moorhead, the always a bridesmaid team. They've never won it, but they go like every single year. Okay, so I, I guess Eric, I'll be also, for Andover among that group. You yeah, just described my worst nightmare of like me losing my hair in high school and like having to skate in front of a camera, like up to. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like where I, I was wearing like baseball hats, you know, all my junior and senior year to every event possible and like try to cover it up. And now you're like, yeah, dude, everybody has long hair, but Barter, because he's losing it already. So that's like, it's just a horrible experience. I already don't like the state high school hockey. You, but hey, I tell you what, Ryan, you would have nailed the hockey stop. You would have killed it. You would have had the nice like yeah. puff of ice. You would have nailed that part. I just would have gone out with my helmet on and they'd be like, yeah. what is he doing? Yeah. So I do think people should check this out. It's on like whatever, I think it used to be called channel 45. It's like 45. Yeah, yeah. You know that, that channel, whatever, whatever that channel is now. Everything I think else like is in like 1080 and that one's somehow still in 480p. Yeah. I don't know why, right. but yeah, it's grainy as shit. It will be grainy as shit, but it will be bringing you hockey games starting Wednesday um, with 1A tournament and then into the 2A tournament on Thursday. They'll pack it at the X. I think I'm going to go to a couple of the games again this year. It's a great, great time. So here's your your hockey talk. And we're even going to talk girls hockey here because last week was the girls tournament and it ended with an amazing championship game. Andover versus Minnetonka, the two premier teams in the state, duked it out to a 5-4 finish. Andover finished a perfect season. So congrats yeah, to them. Yeah, 30-0. They won the whole thing. Good stuff, congrats. So. That's a really, really good team. And – you know, does Andover have a chance to to double up? No, I don't think so. The bifecta can't do it. You don't think the men's team have a so. chance? No, I don't think so. I think it's going to be down to the two private schools, which everyone in the state will cheer against, Creighton and Hill Murray. And then, you know, Edina's red hot and Lakeville South's yeah. red hot and Ma- Maple Grove's red hot. So those would be my favorites for it. What That's- is the Edina's? Uh, are they still the Hornets or did they have yeah. to change that? The Hornets. They had to change their logo. Oh, it, yeah, it was the logo. The logo was too aggressive. They could still be the Hornets, but they can't have like a stinging. It's, no, it's not because it was them. too aggressive. It's because like somebody like drew it up for a, like a magazine, or, like a local paper in like the 70s. And they were like, I never got paid for this. And so they finally like sued and then they just drew up another one. So. So and now that guy's so, logo is so the, gone forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I will never see it again because it was too aggressive. <clears throat> All right, so also, guys, uh, keeping it local here, Gopher basketball finished up tonight um, with a loss to a bad Northwestern team. They finished 13-15. and 15. They've lost, like, a ton of games in the past two months. Yeah. I mean, they're really bad. They are exactly kind of what I think we thought they were going to be. And I actually would say they've probably been better than we thought they were going to be. So it's not fair to sit here and – crucify this team um but they are pretty they're pretty terrible they're not really competitive in the well the only thing that's disappointing is that they're they're we you set the expectations for us all on the pod eric where you're like dude there's it's all new people everybody left it's they're gonna suck new coach so we're like okay we're ready for that but then they started like winning and like and they were ranked they were ranked in the top 25 for a little bit and and then it was like Wait a minute. If you know, it was really early, and they do the thing where they're like, "If the NCAA tournament started today, they'd be a eight seed or something," you know. And obviously, that all fucking 
went away. Um, they have crumbled. No real depth, and we get it. So, yeah, they're they're not very good, and I guess it's just it is what it is. Um, next year they should be a little bit better. I, I, believe it or not, if you fire all of your coaches and every player on your team leaves and you have to get all new coaches and all new players in Division One basketball in the Big Ten, it's not that easy to to just hit the ground running. Yeah. yeah. Well, Eric, come on. Give them some slack. They had one player return for his eighth season. Uh, one. Go for this. No, and yeah, I, I say that in jest. And Eric's right. And not only the transfers they got, it, it's not like they were like, oh, this Michigan cast off or – uh, this Duke player that didn't want to be with Coach Krzyzewski for his last year decided to transfer to Minnesota. It was like guys from like Akron and uh, San Jose State and like mid-major level mm-hmm. players that we were pretending could be Big Ten players, and they're just not. And I think before all the tape was available, um, the Gophers snuck by a few teams. And then once they figured out, like, oh, this guy's actually very bad, so we're going to make sure he gets the ball all the time, um, that's when the Gophers, like, really hit a rough patch. And it's I don't think it's a, an indictment on Ben Johnson, um, but his recruiting class is going to have to be good. Like, he's going to yeah. have to get some guys. Um, he's going to have to make sure some guys stay in state, uh, whoever they may be. And we'll see next year. I'm, I'm not hopeful. Gophers mm-hmm. used to be really good. Um, then we started like making sure that the athletes could do homework and it's been downhill ever since. Yeah. We're playing way too fair here for sure. All right, guys, it's time to move on to some football talk. Lots of interesting football news as the league year is about to start and free agency starts on the 16th, but the legal tampering period starts on the 14th. So I think it's funny that they call it legal tampering. Um, but a couple things. Um, there's been some talk of, Kirk Cousins could possibly be the Matt Stafford in waiting, the next Matt Stafford, a veteran quarterback with lots of good stats and good seasons that could move into a contender and move them to a Super Bowl winning team. Um, I thought our good friend of the pod, Phil Mackey, said it best. Uh, when Kirk Cousins signed here, he was Matt Stafford in waiting. We were coming mm-hmm. off of a 13-3 and year where we lost in the NFC Championship game, and we brought in Kirk Cousins, our Matt Stafford in waiting, and we've won one playoff game since, and we haven't been to the playoffs in three seasons. Yep. No, he was. Absolutely. He he came here thinking, well, he just needs the right situation, right? And then he was literally a 500 quarterback every single game. So it wouldn't surprise me the way Minnesota sports are that if he did go to another team that was set, he could go in the Super Bowl right away. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but, you know, that isn't going to happen here. Eric, let me ask you this question. Let me pose this hypothetical. Let's say instead of trading for Sam Bradford, the Vikings had somehow swung a trade for Kirk Cousins during that 13-3 and three, uh, season that run to the NFC Championship that could have gotten us a home field Super Bowl. Do you think Cousins would have finished better or worse than Keenum at 13-3? and three? Probably worse. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. He's just he 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 doesn't make sense because everybody can see his stats, and he he is it's unfairly he's qualified as like a a late game stat patter, but he's not that. He actually has like amazing fourth quarter stats in close games, and mm-hmm. he puts up huge numbers, and he throws for a ton of yards, and his receivers are amazing every year, and his stats are incredible, and he's always going to the Pro Bowl. And he's always ranked highly on PFF. 
and still nobody likes him and we don't win. And, and the teams I, are just average. Yes. Yeah. I think it's bizarre. And so it has to be him. There's got to be some kind of leadership quality that he's completely lacking or something that he isn't doing right. But it is weird. But I want every team in the league to believe he's the next Matt Stafford. And no, but, so my question, my question was, I said less. Are we? Oh, less. Okay. So we're not 13 and three. No, we're like eight and eight. Yeah. So you think, <laughs> you think, I, was say, I have a guess what we would be. No, honestly, but you think Keenum just kind of caught lightning in a bottle that season and I think he was a, able to hide he was able to hide some of the flaws of the offensive line with his, you know, additional mobility. I think that what you have to remember about that team was that they didn't have nearly as much money invested in quarterbacks because you got to take the Teddy contract off the books for the year, right? For sure. And so, like, you had a little more money. The team was deeper. The defense was absolutely loaded. They had a bunch of weapons on offense. You know, like, I just think that they they were such a deep team that they lost that depth when they brought Cousins in. They had to get rid of a lot of that. And you can see it. Like, having cheaper quarterbacks is is a huge advantage in team building. Um, and so I don't think Keenan was very good, but it was, he was good for that team. It was just the right blend of guys. Year. It was just, yeah. He lost, it was just, he lost one game as a starter for the Vikings. Oh, no, sorry, two games as a starter. One regular yeah. season and one playoff game. And then never, like, started another game his whole life, really. Like, he just, nobody... And when he comes him. in to play, he looks like shit. Yeah, exactly. So it's just weird, yeah. So here's the thing, guys. There's um, some quarterbacks that people are after, including Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, Kirk Cousins, and uh, Deshaun Watson. So let's just talk about that quickly. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo coming off of a deep run in the playoffs. Uh, obviously available for trade. He is um, getting shoulder surgery on his throwing arm, which is not what teams who are trying to trade for him are going to be excited about. Um, Rogers. And well, and real quick by deep run, you mean uh, handing off to Debo Samuel and an elite defense. Yeah, that, was, sure. that was Garoppolo's deep run. Sure. But he did get to the final four and got into a one score game leading in the fourth quarter to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, they were good. And he's so he's having shoulder surgery. Rogers very well could be going back to Green Bay, or it sounds like um, Denver is obviously making a major play for him, and the Steelers have kind of an outside chance at him. So as he's kind of narrowing it down, it looks like Denver or Green Bay. Um, I'm hoping he stays in Green Bay, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, there's been talk of Russell Wilson moving teams, but Seattle has turned down some offers for him. Uh, and then Watson and he's under contract, right? Yep. Yeah. And then Watson is the guy who is probably the most talented, but he just sat out a whole year and has 23 pending sexual harassment and assault cases um, in the hopper where he's going to get suspended. So if everyone kind of stays where they're at, it could mean Cousins' value goes up and more teams are going to be after him because they're going to see him as plug and play into a good roster and you're probably pretty good. Do you put Kyler Murray in that same conversation as the guys you just listed? No, I don't. Well, why would they trade him? Someone would have to just uh, be like, we're going to give you three first-round picks and the superstar players. I don't know. Like, I can't imagine what he could get traded for. So I will lot. say that Cousins, the more guys who stay in place, the more valuable Cousins gets. And if you hear kind of the talk of Quasi and KOC – it feels to me like they're 
they want to trade him and they're trying to say they're right. itching. Yeah, you can you can definitely tell they're you like think? we we yeah. would trade him at the drop of a hat. <laughs> so when you guys hear we love him, he's our guy. Any but any team would love to have a quarterback with his skills and his accuracy, and they go through all the good things, right? Does that really mean you guys are reading between the lines and saying yeah they want to pump up his value and trade him? I just think like the media is so stupid when they're like. Can you say without a doubt that Kirk Cousins will be your quarterback week one? Like, sh- shut the fuck up. What a dumbass question. No, they're not going to give away their secrets and devalue their player, just to be honest yeah. to you, you idiot, who writes for, like, Vikings, Purple Nation, whatever. You know, like, no one – who cares? Like, they, well, they're going to tell – And, and just, to. Just, to, just to take the Rams as a perfect example, Kevin O'Connell at some point – was game planning for Jared Goff to be his quarterback and how they were going to try and win a Super Bowl in in Los Angeles, where, wherever they play. And then one day, uh, the GM gave him a phone call, or Sean McVay gave him a phone call and said, hey, Matt Stafford's our new our new quarterback. We just traded him for Goff. And then everything like changes on the dime. It's not like NFL coaches are like, no, 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 I said in, in March. Yeah. That Kirk Cousins was going to be our quarterback, so we can't trade him because I'll look bad to the media. You right. know what I mean? Like nobody yeah. gives a crap about that. I, I, it's it's, and maybe maybe Kevin O'Connell is like actually genuinely excited for a quarterback like Kirk Cousins, who's like significantly accurate. He's got a lot of ideas, but then there's a Godfather offer, and for the betterment of the franchise. You have to let go of Kirk Cousins. He's probably adaptable to something like that. It will be fine. Oh, yeah. I have I have no issues with that. So I, I completely agree with Eric. It's so ridiculous. Everyone just wants to get the, do you want Kirk Cousins? Nobody in the organization of the Vikings is publicly going to say they don't. Nobody. No one's going to be like, hey, we're desperate for a trade. We really hope a team will offer us a first-round pick for him. Uh, we yeah. need to get that giant cap number off the books. We don't really like his game. We don't think he's a good leader. But please right. don't devalue him, teams, because we needed to be honest to this journalist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I do think they really want to trade him. I do think that the more guys who stand, Pat, and the more teams that stay with their guy one more year, the more likely it is that Cousins goes for a significant price. Um, quarterbacks mm-hmm. go for a lot. And so – all these people, I saw someone say that Cousins was going to go for a third round pick. I was like, fuck you. You watch football? Sam Darnold went for number two last year, and he's never dreamed of a season like Cousins has had the last couple of years. So, the, yeah. you know, Carson Wentz went for a one last year. Like, Cousins will go for a first round pick. And Dude, think about that, though. Think about the Wentz to uh, uh, who's their head coach? Frank Reich. Yeah. Think about Stefanski. Mm-hmm. with Kirk Cousins, like convincing Jimmy Haslam for the, you know, Brown's ownership to, to give up something significant to get the guy that like is the exact opposite of Baker Mayfield, like actually a good quarterback. If Denver doesn't get Rogers, they could go for Cousins. George Patton is the former assistant GM of the Vikings. He's the GM with the, with the Broncos now. The Panthers. Do some sort of a, a trade and restructure kind of deal, like longer term that, that could definitely work out. The Panthers are going to – every person for the Panthers will be fired if they're not good this year. Um, they have no quarterback. I can imagine them trading for Kirk Cousins. Uh, the Browns would like an upgrade for, for Cousins. Uh, the Steelers are looking – they're sniffing around for quarterbacks. They could be interested. So I think the, But I think there's – like of those teams you listed, I don't think the Panthers are ready in the sense that Cleveland, uh, Pittsburgh, and Denver would be, you know, uh, upgraded with a, a QB 
enhancement. But the difference is, is that the Panthers play in a division right now where who's the quarterback of the Bucks? Yeah, nobody. Who's the quarterback of the Falcons? 38-year-old uh, Matt Ryan. Who's Matt the Ryan, yeah. Who's the quarterback of the Saints? Jameis Winston? I don't know. Jason Hill. Jason Hill? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that division yeah. is wide open. So I can imagine yeah. them being like, well, if we get Kirk Cousins, we're going to win the fucking division. division and then we sucks. keep our jobs. Yeah. And we all keep our jobs for another year. So, you know, and I then think next year we, we end up eight and eight again. Yeah. And then next year we will end up eight and eight and maybe that'll be good enough. Well, <laughs> eight and nine. I'm sorry. I, I keep forgetting the extra game, but yeah. Yeah. I do that all the time. No worries. <laughs> so there was an interesting story. Um, one betting site had Ru- uh, Russell Wilson's chances to be the Vikings starting quarterback at plus 550. So bet 100 to win 550, which sounds like really long odds. But in the world of like trades and stuff, it's actually pretty short odds um, for something like this. So there's a little bit of smoke on the Russell Wilson to the Vikings thing right now um, that people are a little bit interested in. I personally don't want him. I think he's been pretty iffy the last two years, and he is 32 or 33 years old now. Um, but, I mean, damn it, it would be exciting. <laughs> but, Eric, oh, the, he's if got one we thing got, going for him, though. It, no, if we got Russell Wilson, our potential would be unlimited. I was going to tell a joke, and you did. So I was going to go there, and you just beat me to it. I love it. Um, Mr. Unlimited. He's really unlikable. We'd go from one. He's from Wisconsin. He's a badger. Get him out of here. We'd go from one complete douchebag to another one, just like that. So I still think I'd like, I think I would like Russell better as a person. I think that if I could pick what the Vikings did, okay, I would Mm -hmm. trade Cousins and I would um, sign a bunch of nice free agents with all that extra money. And I would sign Marcus Mariota as my one-year stopgap <laughs> quarterback. As a, well, that's why everyone was talking about the Panthers of like a Darnold for Cousins swap plus additional stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, as like just to have Sam Darnold come here and be nominal, you know, be average, and then figure out the QB position moving. Forward. Could be a mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield and more for Cousins. You know, there's some of those options there, but yeah, I'm hoping. That the Vikings uh, make a move, but we gotta. We also have to. We have to consider keeping Justin Jefferson happy. So we can't just be like pick up any shlomo off the street and be like. I need someone who can throw the damn ball a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Like that's a competent quarterback. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold in that category. Yeah, I agree. Um, So there you go. That's just some football news for you. The the league year starts on like the fourteenth, I think. So. The deadline for franchise tags is coming up this week, and then we're about a week out from um, everything kind of exploding in the NFL. So we should get an air well, in, in this week. Sorry mm. to interrupt. The there is a local angle here too because the Vikings have some like within a week of the league season starting salary decisions to make um, on guys like is it Daniil Hunter? Daniil Hunter has to be decided within like the first seven days of the league year starting whether or not they're going to pick up his bonus or option or, or roster bonus, whatever it is. So we'll be, we'll, we might be one of the first dominoes to fall in, in some of the salary cap stuff. So keep a, keep a lookout and we'll keep everyone posted. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys, let's move on to something that is going well for us right now. That's our Minnesota Timberwolves. who have actually been pretty good 
um, over the last couple months, I think it's safe to say at this point. It's pretty much in 2022. They've been one of the better teams in the league. Yeah. They're shooting the ball well. Towns has been phenomenal. Um, Russell has been very efficient, which I think is um, the opposite of what he was for most of his career, um, which is a big step for him. Um, you know, the bench shows up most nights now, and uh, they're not making up a ton of ground, but they are pretty firmly in the playoff mix, which is not something we could say about most seasons in the past 20 years. They're not losing ground either. No. Yeah. no they're, they're not They're not, not making up ground, not because <laughs> of what they're doing. It's just because everyone else continues to win too. Everybody above them. And then the teams below them are slipping. So the, there's nobody really coming for their, their seven spot, which is fine. But now I'm getting greedy. And I, don't, I want a series. I don't want to fucking play in. Like, I would have been so happy with a 10-seed play-in when the season started. Remember, I thought we were going to be 500 team, right? Well, a we're going to be well over 500 team. What's a 6-seed is a dream because you would play either the Warriors or the Jazz. Who are, who are both beatable. I mean, right, the beatable. Warriors, I would like to play the Warriors. They are slipping. They are, they're the only team that's losing right now, you know, in the top half of the West. Um yeah, man. I mean, I, whatever. I should be happy with whatever. This is a growing team. No reason to think that they won't be better next year than they are this year. So I, I, I'm happy with it. it. It's really fun to watch. Fun to come. You know, they're beating like they're finally like right away when we were getting wins. Every game was close. Whether it was a bad team or a good team, we'd hang in with a good team and lose. Now we're destroying the bad teams, and we're get, like. Our, re- our starters get to rest a little bit. Like we're, we're, we feel way more confident and just competent to just take care of business like a winning team does. So, Hey, it's been a lot of fun. I have no complaints. Want that six seed though. Just don't know where it's going to well, come from. It, it's not that far out of reach. No, it's, it's like, only, we're only uh, like an eight and a half back from yeah. the nuggets, two games back from the nuggets, but dude, they're also like eight and two. We're eight and two in the last 10. They're eight and two. Nobody's losing. So and so we were we were talking pre pod and we were just like just a just a quick Jokic hamstring tweak just a couple weeks he just, just needs to just yoke the hammy a little bit just a little just tweak yoke the hammy he needs some some whirlpool treatment yeah uh, a little bit of treadmill um, and some like ice uh, cryogenic treatment for a couple weeks they go four and six over like their next ten. Yeah, and we hop into the six seed. We go and eight and two. Cruise control. And then we, just we hit stops. cruise control. Yeah, that's fine. And then you know, then he's back for the playoffs. No harm, no foul. Um, that'd be great. That'd be great. And you know, we can start losing. Any team can start losing. It can happen. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. Love to see yeah. my wolves winning. The only thing that's not been great has been Edwards. Um, it's been reported by some local people that he has tendonitis in his knee. And mm-hmm. that it's something that is not going to heal this season. So we're going to get a diminished Edwards um, for the rest of the year, which really lowers our ceiling. Yeah, it does. Well, I would say then at that point, just shut him down. If it's if it's for him, yeah, we're winning. Yeah. He hasn't really contributed in the past. Like we talk about ten games going eight and two, and we're st- we're winning anyways, right? We're doing fine. Um, I don't think he's been very good for six weeks. He hasn't been he hasn't been really good this whole like maybe two months really like even before yeah. he, he's his numbers started going down and I was really worried I'm like 
is his development lagging? Is he like have an actual injury that's going to last forever or like turn him into a Greg Oden type of situation? He's young. His body's changing still. Um, I think it's actually good news for us because this is a year of bonus expectations, right? It's like, dude, if we make the playoffs at all, that's fucking great. We're going to be better next year. I think he should sit out. And if he, if he can feel healthy enough to contribute in a playoff game or something, do it. Um, but we can make it without him. I think it's just good news that it's like, it's a well-understood, you know, malady. It's not really an injury. So it's just like a nagging thing that athletes get over as they get older and it takes time and he can still be explosive and awesome and becoming like, you know, amazing superstar for us in the future. So I was worried he was just like starting to fucking suck, which would have been much worse. I think he's just been trying to push through an injury and he just mm-hmm. isn't the same guy. And so, yep. you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a relief that the reason he's shooting the ball so poorly is because he probably doesn't have the same lift right now with the well, not even, not even just shooting where you're like, dude, what are you doing? Like attack the rim. It, yeah. Now it all, it all kind of makes sense. It's like when you get that news that a hockey player had been playing with like a separated shoulder and you're like, <laughs> Oh, that's why he sucked. That would keep any other athlete out for like the rest of the season. I would take a month off from my job (laughs) sitting at a desk if I had a separated (laughs) shoulder, let alone playing fucking hockey. Yeah, yeah, so it is exciting. Uh, I have a question for you guys, though. I want you to rank the Wolves jerseys this year, okay, from last to first. Is there four jerseys this year? Yeah, because they keep – they will never get rid of that green. So whatever, uh, it's Immediate easy. Last the new Wolf Wolves one is one of the best jerseys they've ever had. It's probably in the yeah. top three of all time. Yeah, um, it's, it's that light blue on the front. It's the dark on the back. It's got you know the sharp Wolves numbers. You've seen it, yeah. right? It's the hybrid of all the cool things that's worked in the past. That's number one with a bullet. Um, yeah. And then it's it's the red blues, the red whites, and then the fucking hideous greens. Statement Saturday, baby, that they won't ever get rid of. Um, I think that's pretty definitive. I will never forgive Nike for that St. Patrick's, like the Chicago River St. Patrick's Day green jersey. Never. Oof. It's bad, man. It's bad. Do yeah. you guys agree, or is it? Is you got a different ranking? I think I go the new blues, the white, the old blue, or the the standard blues, and then the yeah. green. Okay. Um, but the blown away, I I kind of fell out of love with the, with those pretty quickly. The kind of just the white and blue home and away jerseys. Yeah. They're, they're really kind of, boring. They're pretty boring compared to like the rest of the league. For a team that's the fucking Timberwolves and they're blue and green, yeah. they're pretty boring. Like I'm kind of disappointed. They well, don't wear them that often. They really try to wear the they wear the new ones all the fucking time, which is good. Yeah. But that better. means maybe they need a design change. For their standard kits. Well, fuck, I'm not supposed to say that. that oh, that's a bingo, bingo. Bingo. It's a wow. kit because I'm talking about the shorts and the shirt. Come on. American sports, please come up with a term. I don't like uniform. That's lame. It is. So, All right. But I, I agree. But let's let's also consider where we were like four seasons ago. With the shit yeah. jerk, like kits the that worst. we had. So, you know, we could tolerate the blues and the whites for now while they try and integrate stuff that's similar to the new sort of like that, like you said, that like that amalgam of all of the jerseys over time. Let's yeah. keep going down that road until we eventually burn the Kelly green jerseys to the ground. Yeah. I, I love it. And with new ownership, they could just be like, dude, we got, we'll just pay for it ourselves. Let's just do a rebrand on the jerseys. So that could happen. 
I don't think they have to even pay for it. I think they just have to be like, all right, we're ready for a new rebrand. And they're like, has it yeah. been two years? Nike. And, then like, yep. and then Nike's like, sick, we'll sell a bunch of new jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Um, so we'll move on to a less cool topic. The Minnesota Wild are in kind of a free fall. And it's getting a little alarming. Is like, it plan B after all? No, no. Plan A. Oh, yeah. It's, plan A. Hot start. Weak finish. Plan A. Guys, it's it's getting bad. Um, they are now, uh, like, in the mix here. Um, eight teams make the playoffs. Uh, they are currently one, two, three, four. They're tied for fifth. Um, but there are two teams one point behind them and one team three points behind them. They're like three points away from like not being in the playoff mix when they were like fighting to be the best team uh, in the league. And, and yeah. let's remember when you say points, you get two for a win and one for a shootout loss. So that's not – they're three points out, which is like two wins away from being eliminated. And we've been letting in goals – like this is beer league hockey. I mean, it's disgusting. Like the, we can't, I said it from the beginning of the season when we were winning a lot of games, like five, four, where we scored two goals in the last, you know, mm-hmm. two minutes of the game. It's an unsustainable trend. And it's finally starting to catch up with us against good teams like Calgary, like Dallas. We've gotten our asses whipped by um, the avalanche multiple times this season. Our goaltending is not up to par. We, how many times have we given up six goals, Eric, in our last like ten games? It's got to be like three or four. Um, like it's yeah. it's an abnormal amount. So in our last, let's see, tenish games. I mean, we're ice cold, guys. Um, in our last ten games, we're two and eight, and we right. we gave up six, six, three, four, three, seven, five. Four, five, six. Yeah, exactly. Oh That's a God. huge problem. Yeah, I mean, we're just bleeding goals right now. We don't and, have and a- that five four that five four win a couple nights ago to break the first five game losing streak or whatever. We were again down three to one or something. Yeah. I forget what it was, but we were down multiple goals to come back to win. Yeah, guys, this is really it's getting it's getting kind of scary. We were fighting to be the best team in the league. Um, how it currently works is the top three teams from each um, division get in, and then the next the, the the next two best teams, no matter what division they're in, in the conference get into the playoffs. We're currently third in our division, but tied with Dallas at 67 points. Dallas is the number one wild card. The number two wild card is Nashville, who's one point behind them, and then. Um, two points behind Nashville is Edmonton at 64, who has the best player in the world in Connor McDavid. Um, you know, the nine seed of, of eight making the playoffs is three points behind us at this point, And we are the coldest team in the league. I mean, we're, and we're bleeding goals, bleeding goals. The deadline is mid mid March. I believe um, they're gonna, it's funny because for most of the year, the talk was like, are they going to bring in a big first line center? Yeah, are they going to bring in a yeah. guy who can just win face-offs? Are they going to bring in a center, 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 center? That's all we heard about. Now I think center is the least of their problems. And I think that they need to bring in a goalie in the absolute worst way. And probably another defenseman, um, to try to shore things up here as we are just giving up a ton of goals. It doesn't seem to matter who we play, um, I don't know. It's it went from like 
wow, what a season to this is alarming really, really quickly. And that, that sucks. Um, Within three weeks. It just feels like we don't this have is, any. This is, it's I Mike so Yo. Weird. It's Mike Yo all over again. Ooh. We're gonna the the video is gonna surface of like Dean Evison smashing his stick on the ice during practice because like the guys suck and nobody's playing well and nobody can I don't know Bill Guerin's got some decisions to make especially because we have no money next season so I I, I don't know what the I don't know what the solution is at this point and and it's not like guys aren't showing up like Kaprizov is red hot he's seventh in the league in points seventy points in fifty three games. And in his most recent games, he has, you know, tonight he had two goals. Or th- today he had two goals. The game before he had two goals and an assist. He has a point in five straight games. Like, he is doing his part. Our superstar is dragging us on offense, but the defense and the goaltending is just not something that is is sustainable. So, I don't know. We just went from, like, Stanley Cup contender to, like, hopeful playoff team. And that just doesn't feel right. Well, it so actually good. feels right because that's right where the wild hockey organization <laughs> belongs. Like this is we listen, how many times have we joked about the plan A and plan B and they've come to fruition just about every single season. And we are in the midst of a perfection of the plan A season, which is couldn't look better for 5 months and now couldn't look worse for 6 weeks. And, and and to finish it out in the plan A, we still make the playoffs in the plan A, but we're so burnt. We're, we're, we just are in a horrible spot by the time we're that far yeah. that we're eliminated in, you know, maybe we win one playoff game, lose the rest. We're done. Four, one, yeah. four, one yeah. first round. Yeah. A gentleman's sweep. We're out. Yeah. It's rough guys. Um, so moving on from all, some hockey talk. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Like, no, it, you're right. We just right. need to start winning again. We'll all be happy. It'll be fine. Clearly, so, the goaltending has no confidence at this point. They're just like, just they get the yips or something. It's crazy. So let's move on finally to one of our favorite things: uh, the Premier League. And the Premier League uh, is hot and heavy at this point. Jim's team got kind of lucky this week to get a big win over West Ham, uh, but it put them within striking distance of the champions. Um, three points back before Man City got a huge win in the Manchester Derby over their bitter rivals, Manchester United, four to one today to put a little breathing room back between themselves and Liverpool. At this point, 538 has City with a 79% chance to win the title and Liverpool at a 21% chance. So there still is a chance they could go down to the wire like it did a few years ago where it was like 98 points and 97 points. If you remember that, it was just crazy. Oh, I remember it well. Yeah. Um, so the draws from all the draws you guys had early in the season that came back mm-hmm. to haunt you. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be a good finish. Um, they do play each other in what will be an absolute, maybe title deciding six pointer. Must m- the most must watch yeah. game of the history of the Premier League in the last ten years. Can't it's, wait. It's going to be huge as the two of them are going to duke it out. Uh, it's at City though, right? I think so. If Liverpool okay. wins, they're right in the title race. I mean, it is going to be neck and neck to the finish line. If City are wins, they even on games played, or does City have one more played than Liverpool because of the City has the one car- more played, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so technically Liverpool could be within three points. Yeah, City's um, played. One assuming, more yeah, yeah. Okay, so tech, so that City Liverpool game is of the utmost importance. Yeah, critical. Um, Can't wait. 
that's huge. Uh, you know, I, I know people complain that there's not playoffs, but I, I never have an issue with it. And I like that the sport feels kind of foreign and different than what we're used to here. Like where every single team in, in U.S. sports, you know, has the same cycle of either tanking for good draft picks or, you know, trying to win the title. And in this, there's relegation and there's, um, you know, different tournaments that you're trying to qualify for, which make it exciting. Um, but the most exciting parts of the league definitely are going to be what happens um, in the title race, obviously, between uh, what most people think are the two best teams in the world right now. Um, 538 has City as the number one team in the world and Liverpool at number two and Bayern Munich at number three, a big, huge gap, and then Chelsea at number four. So um, good teams in the Premier League this year. Uh, Chelsea is pretty firmly in um, third place. Um, we we couldn't be in more of a no man's land if we tried. Yeah, like there's just, there's almost there's very getting, little chance of us not getting top four, and there's zero chance of us winning the league. I mean the the Chelsea has a ninety nine percent chance, according to five thirty eight, of getting top four. So in a very unlikely bad stretch. Well, and, sure. Still okay. So fourth place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm saying I'm saying. Yes. All I'm saying is we're in the, the biggest no man's land of like, yes, we're 99% or greater to get top four, but what are our chances to win the league? It's like less than 1%, right? Less than one. Um, yes. And then behind that, finally, my team, the Arsenal, they're in the driver's seat, 66% are you, chance of making top four. Are you ready to talk about this? I am Eric? ready to talk about this. I'm you're comfortable. I'm really- you, you don't feel like you're going to be jinxing anything. I'll be really hurt at this point if it doesn't work out. <laughs> if you would have asked me a few at the beginning of the season, you would have said, "Right now, shake my hand. You get sixth place, and you make Europa League." I would have shaken. I would have shaken your hand. Yeah, and you would have taken would, the deal. And if you would have said after three games where we lost a, uh, by a combined nine nothing and we were in twentieth place, um, at that point, if you would have said tenth place, shake my hand, I think I might have. Yeah, it was yeah. for sure would have that bad. Um, and here you are. And now they're 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 playing great. They've been one of the hot teams in the league. And the coolest thing about it is like it's a grassroots team for the most part. I mean, I know they've spent some good money in the last few years, but they're a lot of their star players are just kids who grew up playing for Arsenal since they were little. Bakayo Saka is their big star. He's a 20-year-old who is their top goal threat on the team. Um, and he's played with them since he was a little boy. Um, Smith Rowe, another guy from their academy. It's a bunch of like young guys who've been with Arsenal for years who are just dragging them into to contention. It's kind of like what happened with Chelsea a few years ago when they had the transfer ban and they just were like, well, fuck it. We're just going to play all of our academy kids. And then they all turned into like Mason Mount and Reese mm-hmm. James and like good young He's like my friend Alexander-Arnold. Like, I love it. Like those guys yeah. you really root for. Andy yes. Robertson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you you get those guys and like they make it feel so much more special. So when I when I think about like the Vikings team this year, I know that they were competitive and they were fighting for a playoff spot, but I didn't really like the team at all. Like I love the Vikings and I cheer for them every time, but like as far as Vikings teams go, it was such an unlikable team from the quarterback to the coach to the players. It just overall I just wasn't feeling it with that team, and I feel the opposite about this Arsenal team. They have a zero percent chance of winning the title. They are still distant behind City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Not necessarily even in points, but just in roster right now. I mean, they're Progress, just... Whatever, yeah. Different stage. But, 
but I, I really believe in the kids on the team and it's a really likable team. And it's a team that I, I, I'm having a good time cheering for. I think they're distant. And I think that's by choice. I think the January window really showed some shrewdness by the Arsenal front office to rid themselves of burdensome, um, unproductive salary burdens. And yeah. I think that is opening up um, this summer for a chance to maybe not necessarily add pieces to compete for the title. They could be getting close, but to add pieces to compete for the title eventually, if that makes yeah. sense. I think that's their plan. I think they're looking at what Liverpool did a few years ago, where Liverpool were kind of in no man's land, and they spent a bunch of money on 22, 23, 24-year-olds who turned into Salah and Mane and Firmino well, and Van Dyke. And, and I, 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 yeah, I was going to say, maybe I was thinking of more like they, they had enough in the, in the tank to go invest in a guy like Virgil, Big Verge. Um, and then, I don't, you know, Arsenal doesn't have this problem, but like, you know, Liverpool needed to go get a goalkeeper, right? So yeah. they, they plugged like their two biggest holes of like center back and, and goalkeeper. Big, big um, money goals. Yeah. And 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 then all of a sudden they were they won the league and they won Champions League and it, it I, I'm not saying Arsenal is going to be at that point next season but I think what they want to do is like get to the point where like okay we're playing in Europe and we got our butts kicked in the you know round of 16 uh, but we made it there and now let's see what we need and go get that in in the next offseason and and hope to compete for Champions League in like 2024 ish. Roughly, yeah. Right. So I just, I all I want is if they finish in fourth, I'd be so happy. They're not in any other competitions. They, they are like just a bunch of like twenty-year-old kids. And every interview, they say we have fourteen more cup finals, and they just are a likable team of young kids who are exciting and talented. So I'm feeling it. I'm having the best time watching it. I love the Premier League. It would be so cool if our teams all finished well, in the top four. We're that- all in the Champions League. I would be really excited about that. That would be my dream. Well, you know, my dream season is still is almost on the table. It is. Except for like my dream season, of course, is Liverpool wins. And then I don't care if it, who's second and third between your team. City would be fourth or out beyond. Right. But all of us make the top three. That's ideal. And Liverpool could, could, could win. The treble. What do you call it? The trifecta. What do you call that thing? Where you win like the League Cup. The Premier League and the champ, the treble not and the happen. Champions League. Um, yeah, it, it could. It's not, ha- it just it's not it gonna could. happen. The Carabao Cup. Yeah. I love that. It's usually it's usually the so we're one down. Cup, we're one down, baby. League and the Champions League. <laughs> that that would be the ones that they consider the. You're still in the FA Cup. Okay. Why would you be in the FA Cup and the? Ch- I didn't know you could do that. Um, but yeah, but everyone's in so the- so. I agree. Oh, I think okay, okay. Um, it will be fun. So to see this league season finish up, but I'm personally more excited for Champions League. You should because you have a chance. Well, you Champions. you know you're finishing of third. Of course you are. Yeah, <laughs> the league is less fun when when you're that is set. <laughs> um, but it, it's been fun, and the teams directly behind Arsenal are some big rivals in Tottenham and Man United are the teams that are most likely to usurp them to get the, the fourth spot. So um, any struggles by those teams makes me happy no matter where Arsenal is. Um, I love to watch those teams lose any week no matter what happens. Um, and they have some big games. So Arsenal still plays Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs, United, West Ham, Leicester, Southampton, like a lot of the top teams. So there's a room for movement. 
Um, but they are sitting in a good spot. 66% chance. Two out of three I would say Jim, they Jim's dream of, four, of our feels three teams good, finishing so. in the top Hopefully four. Solely, Arsenal is in the driver's seat. They control their own destiny. They, they're they the only ones that are going to decide whether or not they're going to finish top four this year. I hope for I – don't, I don't want Rain Cloud Eric to – be a part of this podcast come late April and, and May. Like, I don't, I, I don't want to have to deal with that. I, you know, I feel like there are some guys at work where you like, you have to like kind of talk them off the ledge and I don't want to have to do that with Eric um, on the podcast. So I know, I know. And especially if it's Spurs, God, how disgusting. I'm going to be so guys. Oh, oh, I I would be so hurt. And all of you Spurs fans on here, believe me, I, I fully understand the rivalry. I know how you're feeling. I know, um, you know, you still have a, a chance at making Champions League. And, yeah. and, and you know, I want to reach out to Spurs and, fans and just say, fuck you and fuck Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would, I would like to extend the same shit. poisonous what olive branch Tottenham. Uh, that Eric is extending to go. the Spurs fans of go fuck yourself. <laughs> Zach, yeah, Kyle, wow. email Jim. You can DM Jim, and I'll, I'll, I won't be as, as rude because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not sorry. That way, say hi. It's all good. We, we, we're, I, we're not sorry. We're not sorry. Yeah, but, I'm not sorry. It's like Packers I like fans. you. I'm glad you listened, I but I hope care. the team Yeah, I'm sure you're nice people. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the, the other piece of this is the bottom of the league. Um, So the the – Three races. The, the race for the, the title, obviously, Man City and Liverpool. The race for top four is going to be Arsenal, Spurs, Man United, and an outside shot at West Ham. And then the battle for relegation. The now richest team in the world, Newcastle, looks pretty firmly safe. Um, and it's going to come down to Norwich is going to be relegated for sure. Watford looks pretty likely. And then one of Everton, Leeds, and Burnley is going to go down. And I would have to guess Leeds, who just fired their coach and just I don't know. I think gives uh, up goals I think like Jesse Minnesota. Marsh is a pretty good coach. Whether or not he's able to kind of turn that around for Leeds with like a, a bunch of players that are just like known to be like in better shape than everyone else in in the Premier League. Uh, whether or not they're like good football players is another. Um, Burnley, I think, has maybe lost the plot a little bit. I think Sean Dyche maybe coming to the end of his tenure um, at that club. I I. Personally, I'm rooting for Jesse Marsh to keep Leeds, keep their heads above water so that like an American manager can actually do something positive in the Premier League so that that stigma is is gone and buried. So um, I'm hoping that Leeds stays up and anybody else, I couldn't care less whether or not they go down. I agree. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's it. That's all the time we have this week on the Rory's podcast. We'll talk um, more Champions League in the next few weeks as well. Um, obviously there's going to be some really cool uh, Vikings news coming up and hopefully the wild get back on track and the wolves win a bunch of winnable games this week that they have uh, and put themselves firmly in the position to maybe finish in fifth or sixth place. Um, So go back, check out our other episode earlier from this week, our screencast, lots of good stuff, great shows and and movies, some good recommendations for you guys. Um, And then come back next week and hang out with your good friends here at the Northeast podcast.